0: Welcome to the Peak Community Church Podcast, where weekly messages are available for your hearing. You know, this, um, this got me kind of thinking. You know, as I, as, as I read this one, I, I, felt, I, felt, I felt bad for, I felt sorry for the girl. You know, notice, notice the emblem on her hat, really sad face. Mm-mm. She's hurting. But but it got me thinking. What happens when you lose baby Jesus? Huh? Sometimes I, I think it's just kind of human nature. We 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 if we lose something, we always try to replace it. And and then you know, kind of like what do you what do you replace baby Jesus with? And then that got me thinking. And I saw another video. I want to share that one with you this morning. This was with the skit guys. Go ahead.
1: Hey Ed, come check out my North Star Christmas tree topper It levitates. Is this a gummy bear? Yeah, we lost baby Jesus. Hey, check out these LED lights. I have them synced up to a 76-hour all Christmas music playlist.
0: There's my little Christmas DJ.
1: <laughs> <Ow>. <laughs> so, that's are nothing you like my waiting house. Wait until Christmas is over so you can go buy a new nativity set when they're on sale. No, Oh, no. We lost baby Jesus like 11 years ago. Is, is baby Jesus always a gummy bear? Oh, no. oh, We trade it out every year. Yeah, like uh, last year it was a uh, tiny troll doll. <laughs> Man, the year before that we used a dog treat. They were the perfect size, but <laughs> Dalton kept taking them and eating them. You, you mean your dog kept stealing them? You no, know, my son Dalton. He loves those dog treats. <laughs> <laughs> Especially the peanut butter ones. There was one year that we used a, uh, a doll head. That was creepy. We, we made a modeling clay, Baby Jesus. So the dog took that one, too. Um, one year we got desperate and used an ice cube. That was a miss and a mess. Yeah, just seems like everything we try to replace Baby Jesus with never lasts. Say that again. Everything we try to replace Baby Jesus with never seems to last. And... And what? Say it again slowly. Why? Just do it, Dulcimo, slowly, do it. I don't understand what's happening. Just do it. This is getting weird. Say it. Fine. But when I'm done saying this, you're going to march in here and you're going to watch my star levitate. Fine, fine, fine. Do it. Fine. Everything we try to replace baby Jesus with never seems to, oh, yep, there it is. Okay. (laughs) Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. (laughs)
0: i praise god that um we know that jesus can't be stolen Amen. Amen. amen um can't be lost he's never lost guess who are the ones that are lost when people turned around and said man you found jesus man you didn't find jesus jesus was never lost bro jesus found you <laughs> hallelujah yeah we make the choice do we declare him as savior and lord or do we reject him and serve ourselves I'd like the ushers to come up this morning as we get ready for communion this is the moment where jesus can't be lost jesus can't be stolen This is the moment in time when we can show ourselves and declare Him inside of us, a part of us. As I've been preaching and ministering on the Holy Spirit, Jesus, Jesus, although He walked upon this earth and was in one place and one time, we've been teaching that He said, it's better that I go so that I can what? Send another Helper. you did a fancy as we get ready to take communion this morning we gather we share this moment we acknowledge the gift of God that he gave unto us it's not based on our merits how good we are how much good we do how many plates of food we can serve how many people we could pray for it's a matter of receiving him into our hearts Opening ourselves up, knowing that God's presence is omnipresent, we freely accept His offer and His, and recognize the sacrifice of the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. You may hand out the emblems, gentlemen. As the ushers are are, are handing out the emblems of communion piece of bread that symbolizes his broken body a little cup of wine of grape juice that really symbolizes the blood sometimes people ask you know why 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 is it white grape juice and not red grape juice if it's the blood of Jesus does it you know shouldn't it be and um, I mean that's a good spot uh, but I know that it's not the color of the juice. It's the symbol of the emblem, what it symbolizes. (laughs) Let's take this time to reflect. What are some of the areas that you need to surrender? What are some of the things that you may be struggling with that you're asking God to come and forgive you, strengthen you? empower you to overcome are there areas of deliverance maybe it's just a way of thinking plagued with the chatter the noise, the voices in your mind that distract Jesus paid the ultimate price He paid in full the redemption of our souls. And as we gather here this morning, what we do is we partake. We come into unity. Accepting the gift of eternal life. Hallelujah. Worship you, O God. Lynn? Would you? Oh, hold on. Hold on to this first. Let me serve you. Has everyone been served? Yeah? Cornelius, can you pray over the emblems this morning, please? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Heavenly Father, Lord God, we thank you. We thank you, Lord God, for the great sacrifice in which you sacrificed for us. For you is the only way, Lord God, that we could be redeemed. You sent your only son, Jesus, to die for us. He was beat for our sins. He was bruised for our iniquities. He shed his blood, Lord God, for us, that we may live and have life with thee. We ask, Lord God, that you bless the bread, Lord God, as it it represents your body, and and the blood, the juice, as it represents your blood. We ask this, Lord God, in Jesus' name. Amen. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I praise you. You can pass the cups to the side. just in this real mellow place of, um, just peace, huh? It's kind of hard to come out of that. Um, I'm really excited this morning. Not only did we dedicate a baby, grow the church by one more congregant. (laughs) Um, that's special. Um, but Chris and Layla, Laura, just to see you guys back. I mean, it was, it's like, um. It's like a piece of the puzzle that was kind of like missing for a while and like you just kind of see it come and fall back into its place and just makes, brings like completion and so welcome back. Um, Looking forward to hearing about your trip and everything that the Lord just showed you and taught you and man, I'm excited. I'm glad you're back. Um, We've been been working on an in-depth sermon series. It's, called, it's been called intrinsic value, and we're like in the seventh or eighth inst- installment of this. And the intrinsic value has been about our self-worth and who we are. The value that we carry, not, not in the world's eyes, but in God's eyes and 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 so they 've been building on each other and, and and I usually take a few minutes at, at the beginning of um each service and kind of do a little recap and bring everybody on board because you know uh, people miss sundays and i I like to start off and and know that we 're all on the same page but uh, in 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 respecting time this morning because we we do have a storm that's that 's coming in and um, I want everybody to be home safe and 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 sound, and so uh, definitely want to beat the storm this morning. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna preach fast. Y'all used to that already, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, listen, it. I just I just I want to tell you if you've missed any of the messages, they're available on podcast um, online. You could just go to thepeakcc.com. There's there's a page within our website that all all of the messages are are there. But if you have Google Play or iTunes on your phone, um you can find the P Community Church um on any of those apps and, and the messages are there. And I would I would encourage you, you know, go back and kind of like listen to a few of these messages because they built up on each other. Amen? Amen? Um here's this intrinsic value, God's free gift in Jesus Christ, another helper. Right? The Holy Spirit is another helper. One like Jesus, but different. It's not exactly Jesus, but one like Jesus can do everything that Jesus did. He's coming in Jesus' place. He's another helper. Another, different of the same kind. Holy Ghost. Need some water, Denise? Um... Can we get Denise some water? Thanks. <laughs> the Holy Spirit made Jesus real to you. For those of us who have come into the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, if someone ever shared the gospel with you and, and made it real and you opened up your heart and all of a sudden you've, you began to feel or, or see things differently, that's not, that's not a work of, of human origin. That's a work of God. Amen. He's the only one that can reach into our hearts and transform us, change us from the inside out. And it's the work of the Holy Spirit that introduces us personally to Jesus, the Son of God. Helps us accept Him as, as our Savior, Lord and King. Listen to that family because that's important. He's not only Savior. He. He just didn't take your place upon that cross to save you so that then you could go out and continue to do the things that you wanted to do. There's there's a process that we we make Him not only Savior, but when we make Him Savior, there ought to be a love that is birthed inside of us. A recognition knowing that I was a hell-bound sinner. And because of Jesus, he converted me and changed me. Huh? He's not only my Savior. He's my Lord. Who's the boss? Man, I, I'm tired of being the boss. When I was the boss, I... I <laughs> those of you know that my story, you, you, you know where my choices would lead me to. <laughs> Come on. When I'm doing it my way, <sighs> but the moment Jesus... His salvation came upon me. His blood, I recognize. He took my place. Now, I've been purchased at a price. I'm no longer my own. If I was going to hell, and that was for sure. And now I've been guaranteed a ticket unto heaven. Jesus, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. And the time. The time that I have here. Huh? You just showed me a better way. Your ways are not my ways. Your thoughts are not my thoughts. And the moment you came into my heart. Hallelujah. You, you, you lifted me up to higher levels. Come on. Praise somebody for higher levels. Woo! John 6.44 says, No one come to me unless the Father Who sent me. Draws him. And if he draws him. I believe. Each and every one of you here this morning. You have been drawn. To him. And this is his promise. He says I. Jesus says I. Will raise him up. At the last day. Come on. That's for you. He joined you to Christ. And made you a member of his body. The church. Christ lives in you via the Holy Spirit. In fact, the Bible even pushes it even a step further. Can I push it a little step further? Romans 8, 9 says, If anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Christ. So this is the, whether you have the Spirit or don't have the Spirit. If you have the Spirit of Christ, that means you belong to Christ. But if you don't have the spirit, you don't belong to him. I don't know, but that's a good place to declare. I have the spirit of Christ. (laughs) You better look at somebody and tell them, I have the spirit of Christ. And I got to tell you that if you're here this morning and and you feel like you do not have the spirit of Christ, today's your day. (laughs) Because he wants to give it. It's a free gift. So I want to take a little time. I'm going to pray for those. I'm going to pray for those who would like to receive the Spirit of Christ. Who who maybe not feel this confidence, this assurance within your heart. There's no reason why you have to leave here this morning feeling that same way. Did you know that the Holy Spirit was with the followers of Jesus Christ before the day of Pentecost? See, a lot of people don't realize that. They, they, they think that, you know, that, that, that the Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost and they were baptized in the Holy Spirit. But the fact of the matter is that the Bible says that they received the Holy Spirit before Pentecost. So, so the receiving of the Holy Spirit is different and distinct as opposed to the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I want to be real clear. I want to be real clear this morning. The two are not one and the same. And when we come into saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, that we receive His Spirit, then it becomes our desire to then be baptized in the Spirit. Hallelujah. I'm going I'm to show you this in Scripture just because we need to see this in Scripture. Right? You know I tell you, don't just take my word for it. Come on. Come on. <laughs> They say, your faith ain't my faith. My faith is my faith. Now, I'm going to pour out what I got into you, but that's just to develop your faith. Hallelujah. Your faith got to be your faith. John 20, 19, 23. And I love this because this is post-resurrection Jesus. Post-resurrection Jesus is different than pre-resurrection Jesus. Because post-resurrection Jesus, Jesus already came out and defeated and conquered the grave. He resurrected in his own power and completed and did what he said he was going to do. Jesus. And he rose from the dead, shook things up. The disciples are like, what's going on? And they gathered together. And Jesus came and stood in the midst of them and said to them, peace be with you. You know why he could say that? Because he is peace. <laughs> he said, you know what? As long as I'm here, peace be with you. If, I'm, if Jesus is with you, he is the prince of peace. peace. Hallelujah. He said, peace be with you. How fitting, how proper. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord, I don't know about you, but could you imagine being in that room, huh? You turn around and Jesus just just jump on the scene. You turn around and hear you. Wait, hold on a second. We just buried... He, weren't you just and I. That would scare me. Can I keep it real? Like I mean, that would scare the bejesus out of me. You turn around and see, G- <laughs> but somehow, some way. Because he showed them the scars. It's just something about knowing that Jesus can relate to us. That we can relate to him. That that if, if Jesus has scars in the flesh, can he not understand my predicament, my place, the scars that I bear because of the things of this world? Come on, there's so much more than meets the eye. What's happening here? and because because he was able to they were able to relate with him look these are my scars this was our experience right. he said to them again peace to you as the father has sent me i also send you jesus who there's a command and there's an acknowledgement and when he had said this He breathed on them And said to them Receive the Holy Spirit If you forgive the sins of any They are forgiven If you retain the sins of any They are retained Now listen to this We got to get this We got to understand what the purpose is Why are we empowered why do we receive the things of God, his Holy Spirit? I mean, we're not deserving of it. Right? I, I know I'm not deserving of it. I mean, I know we got, I mean, are we in church, we got some holy folk in here. <laughs> but I can almost guarantee you that based upon the Bible, I don't think I'd be um, out of form to de- tell you and declare to you as righteous as you are. <laughs> that you, you ain't worthy either. <laughs> For all have short, all have fallen short of the glory of God. We're all sinners. Some of us just look better than others. But we all in the same boat. <laughs> Peace to you as the Father has sent me, I also send you and then when he said this, he breathed his Holy Spirit. And they received the Holy Spirit. They received the Holy Spirit and were given a command. This same command is the command that you and I have today. And that is what? If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. God's purpose His his empowerment, his gift, his plan to empower you, to fill you, is for you to go out and bring forth forgiveness of sins into this world. What's the one thing that humanity is plagued with? Huh? The conscience, the shame, the guilt, the things that I do and I don't want to do, the things that I want to do and and I can't find myself to do them. Huh? What what is it with me? The things I don't want to be thinking about are the things that come through my mind. I'm in this battle. I'm in this struggle. What do I need the most? There was nothing that changed my life more. Now when I received the forgiveness of Jesus Christ. Come on. When my life began to flash by me and I saw all the dirt and all the filth and the things that I've done and the things that I've said, the people that I've hurt. You know, humanity, we, we try to cover that stuff up. Come on, you got a little Louis Vuitton, a little Calvin Klein. You know I'm going to, dolce gabbana out you know i'm gonna you know man man is always trying to cover his sin up if it's not with his clothes it's with his profession if it's not with his profession he does it with his toys if it's not with his toys he somehow some way humanity it's a, it's, it's it's intrinsic we we want to cover and hide just like adam and eve wanted to cover and hide themselves with leaves we can't, we can't cover ourselves. We can't hide from God. What I received when I felt the forgiveness of Jesus Christ wiping the slate clean. That's a work of God. And, and God has empowered us to carry that same work out. That's why you're empowered. That's why you receive the Holy Spirit. Now, now, when they received the Holy Spirit, I said it. This was not and this is not the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Jesus promised that He would come in, in a new way and fill them. Acts chapter one, four, and five. Again. Post resurrection, Jesus. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. Here's Jesus post resurrection hanging out with his disciples, hanging out with his brothers and sisters. He, over 40 days, he was with them, teaching them, showing them. He breathed into them, and, and they received the Holy Spirit. But he gave them a command to hold fast, stand fast. Don't, don't just go yet. There's something that you've got to wait for. I'm going to do something in a new way. I'm going to do a new thing. And here, scriptures will be fulfilled as Joel spoke about the outpouring of his Holy Spirit unto all create Every nation to receive the Spirit of the living God. Don't depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father. Which, he said, you have heard from me. This isn't something new. I'm not just bringing this on you. You've heard this from me. This is part of my teaching. For John truly baptized with water. But you shall be baptized. Hallelujah. With the Holy Spirit. Not many days from now. Hallelujah. So so we can get from scriptures. That it's Jesus himself. Who baptizes us. In the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is this is different than salvation. This is this is a work that's distinct, separate. We receive the Holy Spirit. We receive salvation. And we've been speaking about some of the things that some of the effects uh, when we're filled with the Holy Spirit, when we receive the Holy Spirit, right? And and we spoke about, this is part of the older messages. I I encourage you to go back in. And we we spoke about what's his name. He's the Holy Spirit. And so one of the effects that we should carry is part of his name. We are to be holy as he is holy. Come on. We can't continue to live the way we were living and think that we're going to be representing. Come on. That's hypocrisy. He said that he's going to give us the Holy Spirit so that we can take on his character, his nature. It's no longer I who live, but he who lives in. Come on, hallelujah. This is his plan. We spoke about the spirit of wisdom. huh? Wisdom isn't knowledge. You can have all the knowledge in the world, but if you don't have the wisdom of how to apply that knowledge, you'll be stuck in the library without twiddling your thumbs. Wisdom is the application of... But then how do you... How can you apply without experience? Experience is what gives you the wisdom to know how to apply. But now this is what the promise of the Holy Spirit does. He gives us wisdom beyond our years. Huh? I don't have to make the same mistakes that others have made because now the Holy Spirit is giving me wisdom through His Word. I don't have to go through it because I know Jacob went through it and if... Jesus, if if God came up to Jacob and this was the lesson that Jacob learned, I can draw from his life and be guided by the Spirit. There's wisdom in application. Huh? The Holy Spirit fills our life with unconditional love. Now, we think about love and we talk about love in in a real loosey-goosey kind of fashion, don't we? Huh? Cause you know when I get into my car, I kind of man, I love my car. It's comfortable. You know my my car now. I like, they got heated seats now, and you got Bluetooth, and I could just talk to it and be like, uh, uh, um, you know, I hit the button and say, "Call my love," and it says, uh, "Calling my love home." Call my love cell phone. And all of a sudden, I hear Eunice's voice come on. I'm like, "Hey, girl, hi." Ba- how you doing? I, I don't even I don't even have to take my hands off the steering wheel, you know. <laughs> but we, we 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 apply love to these material things, huh? Yesterday I, I you know we were I mean how, Thanksgiving man I love that turkey my sister made a great turkey. I said, girl, this turkey's good. Huh? I, I fed my dog this morning and I was like, oh Cody dog, man, you love that dog, don't you? But how is it that I can love a dog, love a meal and love my car, and, and what? I love my wife and I love my family, and I, this is all. There, there are um, levels and degrees of love, isn't there? Do, do you love do you love your home the way you love your spouse? Do you love your spouse the way you love maybe your favorite sweater? <laughs> Uncle Paulie, look at that. Hey! <laughs> you know, in our language, we have one word to signify this attraction or, or, or this uh, um, uh, uh, pleasure item, but the fact of the matter is that, you know, it, it, we, we do it an injustice. You know, the Greeks, they had they had like five different words for different kinds of love. They, you know, Eros love, this erotic love. That's the passionate, intimate love that you would share with a spouse. As opposed to a Phileos love, where we get the word uh, Phileos Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. I, I can Phileo you as my sister, as my brother, but that's not going to be the same love that I'm going to render unto my wife. And that's not going to be the same love that I render to the things that I have, my possessions. And that's not going to be the same love that I can render unto God. God, that he is undeserved he is deserving of unconditional love love that is not going to be restricted love that surpasses our understanding do you know that when you love so you make a choice we we enter into covenant marriage is covenant it's not contract this world wants to make it into contract. Uh, you, you love somebody, you got to go into contract, and that all becomes as far as the defense. If you do this, then I'm going to do that, and th- this contract that ain't love. That ain't love. It's not the love that God speaks about. That's not the love that He displays. God is love. You know. You know. You know when you love. When, when it goes against the grind When, when, when it goes against your you, you make a choice to love Even when someone is unlovable You choose to love them anyway God chooses to love us anyway Rebellious as we are Nasty as we are Come on, just because we church folk, because we're church folk, we got to be honest. There are times people twist us up. (sighs) Can we love them anyway? (laughs) Sometimes it takes us to, we have to walk away in order to love them. Come on, somebody knows what I'm talking about. Sometimes we have to really come to that place of surrendering unto the Lord. Lord, that's your daughter. You better deal with her right now, God. (laughs) Oh, Lord. (laughs) Thank you, Reverend Ruth. That does apply both ways. In the Old Testament, God showed the prophets his love. And they conveyed his love to the people. You know, that was the, that was the job of the prophet. There were prophets and there were priests. Priests, what, what the priest do the priests do? Priests minister unto God on behalf of the people. The prophet minister to the people on behalf of God. And that's why in Jesus we have both prophet and priest. Come on. He completes it. Hallelujah. Jesus ministers unto us and, and then he ministers on our behalf unto God as he's sitting on the throne at the right hand of the Father making intercession for us for when we mess up because you know we're still in the flesh. So many people still thought of God as only a strict judge ready to punish their sins. Oh God of wrath, I'm going to rain down fire. They, they, they didn't understand that he wanted to save them from their sins and, and be their father. Then God sent his son, Jesus Christ. huh? The spoken word became flesh and dwelt among us. He walked and lived among his people. And and he showed us what God is really like. I love Colossians. The writer of Colossians says that we, we be, bestow our eyes on Jesus, we see the image of the invisible God that Jesus was in the flesh who God is in the spirit. Come on now. In Jesus' death and resurrection, we see the proof of God's love for us. For this was the price. This was the price. We see what love is. Agape. Love. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 gives us a, a beautiful display though, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels but have not love, I have become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. huh't don't, don't, don't be religious and not have love. And though I have the gift of prophecy, and understand all the mysteries and all knowledge and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains but have not love I am nothing nothing and though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor and though I give my body to be burned but have not love nothing no thing because what love suffers long and is kind love does not envy does not parade itself it's not puffed up does not behave rudely does not seek its own It's, it's not provoked or thinks no evil does not rejoice in iniquity but rejoices in all the truth It bears all things. It believes all things. Hopes all things. Endures all things. Love never fails. Hallelujah. He finishes off by saying that now abides, now lives, now dwells, takes residence, faith, hope, Love, these three, but the greatest of these is love, love, agape love. This is the thing that happens to us as believers when we open our hearts unto the Lord and say, God, come and take residence in here. This is one of the first things that you're going to turn around and see within a believer who is truly repentant of his sins. That, that, that he would no longer be desiring of his own ambitions, but he would begin to love those around him. There's, there's a difference that we can see. But you know what happened 2,000 years ago? Doesn't it sometimes seem so far away? We think about Jesus and sandals and sand and Jerusalem. And we think about temples and synagogues and, and, and the robes that were worn. It just it seems to be so long ago. And, and you know, today we could, we could get caught up in, in the day-to-day stuff. The problems of the day. Hunger. People are hungry. Right here. Violence. Crime. Money. War Oh heaven forbid let me Can I say it? Politics <laughs> Jesus <laughs> and, and if we're honest We'd admit that sometimes it's, one, it's easy to wonder if God really cares Is he engaged? Is he not aware of what's going on? So as the Holy Spirit has come to give us a personal encounter with God, just as Jesus came to reveal the love of the Father, the Holy Spirit has come to reveal the love of the Father and the Son. He will pour into our lives a love that we cannot verbally describe, but we can physically display. Come on. Hey, He begins to do this at the point of our conversion When he breathes upon us and we receive the Holy Spirit But but when you're baptized with the Holy Spirit You seem to have even more capacity for God's love All of a sudden it becomes easy to self-sacrifice or put others first. It's not natural. It goes against human nature. But this is how you know. This is how you know that you know. When that love hmm, overwhelms your heart. Paul writes Romans 5.5. Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts By the Holy Spirit Who was given to us That Holy Spirit is a gift to you It's a gift that God gives you That he can pour love into your heart That can then be displayed upon his creation there, There's five ways I, I said I was going to share with you Five, uh, a five-way love that is displayed uh, once the Holy Spirit comes inside of us. See, because before the Holy Spirit comes inside, before he takes residence, our love is what we want. It's what I love, what I want. I want what I want when I want it. And when I have it, then I got it. And that's what love is. That's what love is. God, we receive and acknowledge God's love for us. We're able to receive that love. God's love for us. And because of His love for us, yet while we were still sinners, the Bible says He died for us. He died for us. God's love for you and now your love to God. We love Him because He first loved us. And so when we receive His love... The forgiveness of our sins, the deliverance of the conscience, when 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 the shame and the guilt is gone because we know He wiped the slate clean. Sha, we receive His love, and now the the natural uh, uh, response becomes our love to Him, and and now that we have this love established, His love for us and our love for Him, the love of other Christians for you. you we begin to be able to receive from brothers and sisters huh? we receive their love my God because when I can't do it on my own huh? I thought all my life I was living on my own and I had to be independent that if I couldn't do it on my own then I wasn't successful isn't that what we teach we enter into this love we receive this love and now all of a sudden we have Christians Boring, their love to us and it almost doesn't even make much sense why, why would you love me so much but, but we understand we, we understand that because of the love that then we have for others huh and isn't this what God said that this is how you're going to know them by the love that they have for one another It's our love displayed for each other that others turn around and say, why are they so happy? Why do they treat each other like that? Huh? They're always, they're always, they're together and and they're strong and they're happy and and this love that we display, this is, this is worship. When when I love you, when I can receive your love and, and that's a display that God wants to show the world. It goes against nature. Because everybody, everybody's suspect. Everybody's suspicious. Why are you being so kind? What you want? Isn't <laughs> isn't that? Isn't that... <laughs> we have the love of Christians and, and then our love for other Christians. But then get it this one. Get this one. The, 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 fifth, the fifth avenue of love. When God steps into the room. It's easy to love the people that love you. Huh? did you hear that it's easy to love the people that love you but can, can you love the ones that don't love you can, can you love the adversary you can, can you turn the other cheek because that's when you know that you know when the people that you hated and the people you wanted nothing to do with and the people that you ridiculed and you mocked now all of a sudden people who have been filled with the Holy Spirit, they describe their experience this way. It was at a baptism of love, I suddenly had a great love for God and for His Word. The Holy Spirit gave me a new love for my family, friends, and other Christians, and even for persons who had been my enemies. Another another declaration says that the Holy Spirit made Calvary real to me. My heart was filled with gratitude to God. A great love for God welled up in me and burst from my lips in praise to him. Another man describes it as this way. Sobs shook my body as God's love for lost souls filled me with the holy spirit prayed through me for their salvation and you know modern experiences follows the same pattern in the early as in as in the early church a pattern of love a pattern of unconditional agape love wherever you go you will appreciate the love of the spirit filled believers in the lord I work out with this guy, and he was telling me he was just he just went down to Costa Rica with his wife. He was talking, and it was just kind of like you know it was a, more of a business trip. But as he was there on the business trip, um, he had met this other guy, and uh, um, while they were there, and about five minutes into kind of a conversation, he just had to turn around and ask him. He says, "Excuse me, brother, can I can I just ask you a question? Are you a Christian?" And he turns around and he says, um, "Yeah, actually, I I am a believer," and then the. All defenses came down. All of a sudden, there was a kindred spirit that was there. You don't even know each other. But you know what? When you you, you spend a couple of minutes and you speak to a perfect stranger. And you hear their heart. And you say, wow, this person knows Jesus the way I know Jesus. Huh? (laughs) Oh, God, man. You can easily love a person and display that. It's displayed. John 13.35 By this all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. I'm going to take an opportunity and just kind of pray us out. Next week I'm going to speak a little bit about how the Holy Spirit gives life. The Holy Spirit brings forth life. You think you're alive now, but the fact of the matter is most people that think they're alive are walking dead. Uh, can I keep it real? The Holy Spirit came to give us life and that we would have life more abundantly. Jesus, come on. He gives life and health to our bodies, life and health to our spirit, and he gives us life with purpose. And then we're going to go and we're going we're to discuss uh, being filled versus baptism. <laughs> Let me ask you, church, have you received the Father's paracletos, the helper that He has sent to you. Have you been born again? I want you to close your eyes, bow your heads, and just take this moment right now. We, we had communion, and that's really the place of saying, Hey, Lord, I receive the forgiveness of your sins. I, I appropriate your broken body and your blood sacrifice. I acknowledge it as a gift But with every gift, there's a recompense, isn't there? Do we give ourselves back to Him as He has given Himself unto us? We need to apply the provisional blood of Jesus Christ over our sins. Are you concerned whether or not you're going to hell? If you were to die this morning, are you sure that you're going to heaven? If there's any any doubt, if there's any type of confusion in regards to this, I want to pray with you this morning. Can I can I see your hand? He wants to secure this. He wants to secure this in your heart. I see that hand. I see that hand. This is about salvation. This isn't about being baptized in the spirit. This right now is receiving the Holy Spirit. Forgiveness of our sins. Salvation. our souls. Church, would you stand with me this morning? I told you I was going to get you out of here before the storm. We're getting out of here right in the nick of time. God's timing is perfect. Amen. The Peak Community Church is a young, vibrant, life-giving church in the heart of Peaksville. Come and visit us on Sunday mornings, 10 a.m. at the Historic Elks Club,
1: 1038 Brown Street. Thank you for listening.